You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. So, you know, not to constantly harp on about parking spaces, but I got a damn good space today. I think that I'm in trouble because it seems really busy. And then I turn down the first aisle and someone is there unlocking their door. So I get the awesome parking space and people are like circling around and I got my blinker on. Um, this really gets me going clearly. Um, I am about to do the third floor, the first half of the third floor of the North wing, which means I've made it all the way up this half of the North wing. And then once I'm finished, I just have to go down and I am finished the mall of America. Really phenomenal actually to, to think about it. I'm both anxious to finish so I can be done and also kind of weirded out that this thing that I've been doing for so long is about to come to a close. In any case, I know that I have to do the third floor and the third floor is usually like where all the crappy stores that can't afford to be on any other floor go. So I, I don't really know what to expect up here. I did spot the dinosaur walk museum. Uh, right before I left last time. And I have spotted the Dinosaur Walk Museum from the amusement park too. You get kind of a straight shot, a straight view of it. It kind of always looked cool to me. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, my returns go completely uneventfully. And, um, the U.S. Olympic store guy um, gets his feathers ruffled a little bit because he doesn't really know how to do a return, so he kind of screws it up, but I, I get my money back anyway in cash, bastards, and so I'm done with that place. Thank goodness. And I'm not quite ready to go to Pearl Vision yet, which is where I'm going to get my glasses and prescription sunglasses after I have my optometrist appointment. So I'm really looking forward to that, but that will have to happen another day. Now, um, I go up my escalator and I am right at the dinosaur walk museum. And I've kind of been thinking that I'll go in and, and check it out, but then it's seven ninety five for an adult to go in. And I sort of peek around the corner to see what they've got. I mean, you can see the heads of the, the dinosaurs over the wall, but I peek around and there's not that much there. It's just like a bunch of statues of dinosaurs. It's not even that big. So I'm thinking it's not worth the $7.95 to go in. However, they have a really nice gift shop with lots of cute stuff for kids. And for a while, I'm enthralled with this uh, dinosaur, this 3D dinosaur book. It's really cool. And you have to wear the 3D glasses to look at it. And the the dinosaurs, it's a huge book. You know, it's like two or three feet tall, probably not three feet, it's probably two feet tall. And, um, the dinosaurs literally like jump off the page at you. It's excellent. But you know, I'm getting into this mode of buying the kids presents again. And so this one is like 12 bucks. And so I'm going to look for something cheaper. And uh, what I find, which I know the kids will love are these dinosaur stencils. They've got two big um, they're actually jumbo stencils with all these different kinds of dinosaurs on them. And since there's two, that means the kids won't fight over them. Um, they can each use one and it comes with markers and Garrett will love that. He loves getting new markers and crayons and things like that. So this seems like a good um, way to go. The guy who, there's two people actually who check me out, this woman who clearly is newer and then this guy who's kind of training her and he's a little overly friendly I, and just I just don't really want to talk to him that much um, but he really kind of wants to be super friendly and enthusiastic with me uh, and 
of course, after I buy the thing and I've got my bag, I'm turning to leave the museum and I knock over this big thing of um, pens, knock it over and they all fall on the ground. And he says, testing gravity for us, are ya? (laughs) Just like, um, yeah, I guess it works. And, uh, you know, what can you say about that? It's like just a little too exuberant. Um, I guess it's like a refreshing change from the, um, usual Minnesotan passive aggressive behavior, but I just, I guess, you know, I'm a New Yorker at heart and I don't really want people to be that friendly with me. Now, uh, across from the Dinosaur Walk Museum is a huge food court full of fast food that I just think is all vile and disgusting. So I just head away from that. And the next door that I hit is Steve Madden. And, you know, I bought those Steve Madden shoes at Famous Footwear last trip. And I haven't decided whether I'm keeping them or not. But, um, and then there was that really cool Steve Madden, um, shoes at Nordstrom rack. And, uh, I, I, uh, I just am thinking that maybe this would be a good place to look again for another option for nice shoes to go with that dress that I bought. And I look around and they've got a lot of nice stuff. The heels are all way high. Um, but they do have a lot of nice stuff. They've got some nice stuff on sale, but I asked the sales girl what the return policy is, and apparently you can't return sales stuff. So that's out. Um, and then I get over into this section, which has some more dressy shoes. And um, I find this pair of slip-on uh, shoes. They're not exactly sandals. They're kind of sandals. And they've got this kind of brown satiny um, upper and the heel isn't too high. They're sort of like, um, they cover more of the foot than those strappy sandals I got at famous footwear, but they're really, really cute. I'm not convinced the color's going to be quite right for that dress though. It might be, but because the satin has a kind of a sheen on it, it might be a little too orange for that dress. So I'm going to have to try them out, but I put them on and they are wicked comfortable and they're really, really cute. Like, um, these are another kind of shoes that you would want to buy a dress to go with these shoes. It's so, they're so cute. Um, it occurs to me while I'm there that I'm going to need not just a dress and a pair of shoes, but I'm also going to need, uh, some kind of a purse to go with it. Cause I was, I was putting our winter comforter up uh, on the shelf in our closet this morning. And, you know, it's been just on the floor cause, um, I had it up in the closet and then it got cold again here and then it got hot again and I just threw it on the floor. And after two weeks of it being on the floor, I decided it was probably time to put it back up on the shelf again. And as I did that, I saw my little crappy nine West fancy bag And I realized that that purse is just not nice enough to wear to, um, a nice event. And, you know, I, it's funny because, you know, I, I didn't really know how to do any of these things. It's not like I was brought up going to fancy dress parties. And even if my parents had wanted to go to one, which they didn't seem to, I was way too cool to like worry about like dresses and fancy clothes. I was actually just fundamentally uncomfortable and stuff like that. So, um, as I've become an adult and had to go to some of these things, I've pieced together a few things, usually extremely cheaply. And a lot of my stuff is kind of crappy. So like that nine West bag is a little bit crappy. And there was that day that I bought some really nice clutches, you know, fancy dress clutches. Um, but you know, I returned them. And besides, if it was going to go with this brown dress, it would kind of have to be brown or gold or something like that. Um, so anyway, they don't sell anything like that here, but this is just what I'm thinking about while, um, I'm, I'm admiring these beautiful shoes, uh, in the mirror. I also try on a pair of black satin fancy dress shoes and they've got rounded toe and then like a, a little bow and they're super, super cute. Um, but I think I'd have to wait until I had the dress to go with them to really spend the money on these. I mean, I, I think they're great, but, um, 
they're, they're not quite as sultry as like those brown shoes at DSW. If I was just going to blow money on a pair of fancy dress shoes, it would be those ones at DSW, the, the brown satin ones that were sex on a stick. That's what I would buy. But they didn't go with my dress, so um, so there you have it. So I'm gonna buy these these shoes and take them home and see if they if they match that dress and if they might be a better match than the other pair of Steve Madden's that I bought at Famous Footwear. As I'm checking out the sales girl who I've now had a discussion with about my um, dress I'm trying to match, she said it sounds like. I should get some gold accessories um, and that that would look really nice with this outfit. And she hasn't seen the dress, but, but I think she might be right. And so that brings me back to the idea of a gold clutch purse um, for this event. So that might be something I keep an eye out in my last few shopping trips here. So um, next is Ultimate Lids Headgear. And I'm a little confused because it has a, the same name as Lids or kind of the same name as Lids, um, which I've been to twice now. No, I haven't. I've been to Lids and I've been to Hat World, but they're sort of the same store. But this has a different um, sign out front. It's not written in the same kind of font. And so I'm a little confused. So I go in anyway, even though I've already shopped at this store and I figure I'll just buy something and, and figure it out. And they have these superhero baseball caps. And the first one I see is this super girl one. And it's got like the S, you know, the Superman or Supergirl S. And then it's got like pink all over it. And it's kind of ugly, but that's a possibility. But then as I scan upwards, they actually have a regular Superman one. In fact, they have two, but I like the one with the gray hat. So I grab that one. Um, it has the red and yellow Superman logo instead of um, what they have on the other one is like the Superman logo breaking through chains and it's all gray. And I don't think it's quite as snappy as the other one. Then I also pulled down a Batman hat, which has a Batman logo and then like um, just the stitching of the shape of the Batman logo. So it's like, it's kind of like the way Batman is. He's just kind of like a shadow, you know, and um, this one's all right. It's not as nice as the Superman one. So um, I bring over the Superman one and I say, well, I'm going to get this and then I can't reach back up there to put this Batman one back. And he says, it's actually buy one, get one 50% off. So I think, well, okay, that's a pretty good deal. Um, I'll go ahead and get both. And I don't usually go for the sale stuff because it kind of just gets me into trouble. But here, for some reason, I moved to get both of these hats. And then it turns out that the Batman hat isn't priced at $21.99, which is what it looked like. It's um, priced at $10.99. So then it's half off $10.99. So I get it for only $5, which seems like a pretty good deal, except that the other one is 20. And so I guess it comes out to be $26. But nonetheless, it I guess it seems a little high for two baseball caps that I don't really want. Uh, so uh, I, these will definitely be be going back. I sit down just, you know, to take a rest uh, outside of Lids, and I'm right in front of Perfumania. And I'd seen on the map before that there was a store called Perfumania, and so here it is um, right in front of me. And what they have in the display in the entrance is Hummer Eau de Toilette. And I'm not clear if it's for men or for women. I would assume for men, this seems like a very manly kind of thing, you know, not super feminine, I guess. Um, and um, yeah, I guess if you buy over $50 of Hummer Eau de Toilette, you get a free little Hummer car, like a little, you know, toy car. This might just be too much to resist the the idea of that Hummer now makes a uh, cologne for men is just like hilarious to me. I walk into the store and a swing by the return policy and um, it checks out okay. I can return things here. 
and I go over to the sampler of the Hummer and Hummer H2 Eau de Toilette. One is red and one is yellow. I uh, try the red one first and it's okay. It, I honestly still can't tell for sure, even when smelling it, that it's meant for men. It seems really kind of floral, really, for a man to be wearing it. I think of men wearing kind of spicy or tea tree type um, scents. Um, but this is a pretty floral scent from the red one. You're not too strong, but but you know, it's there definitely. And then I try the yellow one. The red one is the H2 and then the yellow one is just the Hummer. And I try that one and that one is strong. It really strong, but they smell kind of similar too. The sales girl finishes up her sale with these people who are buying something in front of me and she comes over and I ask her what the difference is between the two types of cologne. And she said that one is stronger than the other. And so obviously the yellow Hummer one is stronger than the red H2 one, but that they're basically the same scent. And she likes the red one better. And I think that I have to agree with her. I find it really odd and amusing that that they use, it's kind of like the Hummer cars, I think. I, I may have it mixed up, but I'm pretty sure the H2 is like a slightly smaller version of the Hummer. Uh, and so it's kind of, they're doing the same thing with the cologne, which is strangely self-conscious and bizarre, I think, to do. I, it, the whole thing actually kind of weirds me out, which is why I'm compelled to buy it. Uh, and I, I'm not sure what to do because if you were going to go the full on ironic road here, you would probably get the Hummer one cause it's just, it's the Hummer, but it was just really kind of gross. And to think about a man actually wearing that cologne is mildly revolting. Um, so I decide in the end that H2 is a more reasonable purchase and probably that would hold true for the cars as well. I tell the sales girl I'm going to get the H2 and she grabs one off the shelf for me and she brings it over the register. And as I'm at the register, I start looking down below me and there's this whole uh, shelf of Sedona Valley Spa Mojave Desert products. And the one that kind of catches my eye is the Mojave Desert Body Mud. And I'm thinking... I should get this. This could complement my face mask. And um, I'm thinking that like this could be kind of cool, like a just more experimentation. It's only $10. Um, and I look on it because I'm not really sure what you do with body mud. I read the back and it has this whole mumbo jumbo about how Native Americans are so spiritual and they consider the earth in the Mojave Desert to be super powerful. So they're totally trying to sell you on this bullshit, um, you know, new agey, like, oh, you will become as spiritual as the Native Americans if you use this body mud thing. But I'm still kind of intrigued by it, you know, because I just like the idea that like the elements of the earth and that, you know, the, 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 um, the nutrients and the minerals and things could get into your skin and could like, you know, make you whatever, I guess glow still, I'm still on that glow thing. I, I check out the directions because I, I still am a little unclear what you do with it. So, um, I read them and it says that you smear it all over your body and then you wait until it dries and then you rinse it off. And I have to say this stops me cold a little bit because that sounds really inconvenient if you know what I mean. I can't quite imagine myself ever having enough time or space that I could put on this body mud in the bathroom, say, and let it dry, just kind of standing there with it all over my body. And then not having, say, 
Garrett or Evan burst into the bathroom to need to use the potty and just get the shock of their life. I, I, I can't imagine wanting to do this say before bed because, you know, I'm so damn tired at night that I just want to go to bed. I don't want to sit and let a body mud dry on me and then rinse it off. I just want sleep. So I decide to pass on the body mud, although I am intrigued and I do think that it would be kind of a cool experience, but I think that um, I'm going to have to pass on it right now. Now, GNC, I know well because it's in every mall, every shopping district, every everything. I kind of look down on GNC. I buy my nutritional supplements at the health food store and the food co-op where they have the super fancy pants, um, you know, herbal, vegetarian, blah, blah stuff. And I think of GNC as being all about like whey protein shakes and guys who want to bulk up. But I think they're trying to change their image a little bit um, because I go in and they have this whole section of vegetarian, herbal, blah, blah, blah supplements. And they have a lot of stuff that I'm sort of intrigued by. I, a lot of these things, I don't know exactly what they do, but I've heard about them a lot. And I pick up a thing of ginkgo biloba and I think I've had a ton of stuff with ginkgo in it, but I'm not quite sure what it's supposed to do. Um, but it says on the a bottle that it's supposed to promote mental sharpness. And to be honest, I worry about myself a little bit lately. Like my memory is not as good as it used to be. And I, I get a little spacey and stuff. And honestly, I really just try to do way too many things. And, um, so maybe actually taking one of these a day might help me. I mean, you know, what the hell? It couldn't hurt, right? You need all you can get at a certain point. So that's a definite possibility. I also pick up St. John's wort. And I remember hearing that this is something people take instead of antidepressants sometimes. And it, it says it promotes um, mood improvement. And um, this also could be helpful for me, to be perfectly honest with you. I have a lot of crabby days and, you know, sleep also could help, but you know, why not? You know, <laughs> these all sound like very positive things to me. I also pick up a thing of echinacea and to be honest, I've tried echinacea before and it didn't do a damn thing for me. I didn't think, but it's always kind of tempting to me to try it because I get so many colds, especially from the kids and, um, especially like working at a school where I'm helping people on the computer and I'll grab their mouse to show them how to do something. And then lo and behold, a day later, I'm incredibly sick. You know, I always do it. And then, um, notice that they're rubbing their nose and sniffing and coughing and think, Oh fuck, I've done it again. Uh, and, uh, so actually if I took echinacea on a regular basis, that also might help me. Now, I'm really just at a loss. Actually, I'm not sure which direction to go in here. Um, but I decide that I'm a little, uh, suspicious of the echinacea. I'm not sure that that really works and that mood isn't so much my problem in terms of the St. John's wart. It's really more like sleep and stress. So I'm not sure that that will do anything about that. Um, and I decide that mental sharpness could actually help me more than any of those other things. So I go for the ginkgo biloba capsules and they're a little pricier than say the echinacea, but I, I'm thinking that this might be a good thing to add to the um, 10,000 vitamins and supplements I already take on a daily basis. But, you know, this seems like a good one. Now, Spencer Gifts is a trip into my past. Tyson's Corner Mall, uh, early 80s, picture me in Spencer Gifts every time I go to the mall, flipping through their posters, looking at their lava lamps, looking at those, um, weird sea anemone type, um, lights that they have. I don't know what it 
is or was about Spencer Gifts, but I am so happy that they existed. They definitely gave me a destination at the mall when I was younger. So I'm pretty excited about this one um, as I walk in. And the first thing I see is this Rocky t-shirt and it turns out it's a large. It's marked down to $9.99 and then it has a little thing over the, the uh, hanger which says 50% off lowest tick lowest ticketed price. And that would mean it's only $5. And, you know, Keith quotes from Rocky all the time. So I actually think this would be a great t-shirt for him. He's really into that, like, um, like, you know, guy triumphing, um, physically over adversity. He cries in movies like this all the time. He's, he's amazing. Um, so this, I think seems like a real good thing to get him. However, I really need to still explore the store because it has such strong memories for me. But I have to say, it's getting a little, it's, I guess it just feels like I'm in a fraternity house. You know, there's a t-shirt which has um, Ward and June Cleaver on it. And it says, Ward, you were awfully hard on the beaver last night. It's kind of funny, but I'm not going to buy it. Um, it's filled with beer shaped lights and, um, things that would be, you know, on your mantle. If you lived in the frat house, like one that's shaped like a Miller, um, high life bottle and it's filled with liquid and inside the liquid are all these Miller high life bottle caps. And then there's this little jet, um, that blows the, the bottle caps around in the water. And then there's a light underneath. So the whole thing glows. And I mean, it's not like they just have one of these. They've got every single kind of beer that a frat boy might drink. So maybe it was like this when I was a kid, maybe I just wasn't aware of this sort of drug haven, you know, type, uh, connotations of this stuff. Um, but I'm a little bit disappointed, but I make my way back to the back where they have the lava lamps. They still have the disco lights, but they don't have any of those anemone lights. Um, they used to have, uh, because I, you know, I really loved those, but they have tons of lava lamps and, uh, I decide, I know I have the t-shirt already, but I decide that I must buy myself a lava lamp in honor of the hours I wasted in this store. And it's kind of heavy and I feel that I'm probably going to regret this, but, uh, but I just can't pass up, uh, this moment here. The sales guy, after I check out, puts it in a gigantic bag and, uh, um, and gives it to me. And I realize what a mistake this was, uh, because now I've got to lug this around to all the other stores and I go out to a bench and I rearrange everything so that the lava lamps actually in the old Navy bag that I brought to return everything in. And I'm a little afraid it's going to break through the old Navy bag cause it's so heavy. But, um, I, I just don't want it to totally wreck the Spencer gifts bag because this is a good one. It's nice and big and it's got like a really cool image on it. So, um, I want to, I want to make sure I keep that intact. Well, the next store is called sunblocks and it's a sunglasses store. And, uh, maybe it's that I know that I'm going to Pearl vision, real soon. And I'm actually, actually going to get a pair of sunglasses, but I just don't feel like trying on sunglasses today and buying a pair and having to bring them back. So I start looking for smaller things that I can get. And they actually have a pretty large selection of eyeglass cases. And this is pretty exciting actually, because Keith can no longer find his eyeglasses case. And so he always uses mine. So then I don't actually have one. So I think that this would be a good purchase. It also would probably be big enough to warrant me getting one of their cool little bags that they have. So, um, I start looking through those and what I should do because I should be having fun is I should get one of the cool ones, you know, that are yellow or pink or orange or whatever. 
but you know, I guess I am fundamentally kind of a conservative person. I don't like to stand out, you know? And so I end up with the kind of gray and brown and black ones. Uh, the saleswoman invites me back to look at more of them and I make my way back and they, um, they have one, which is sort of a dark green. And this seems like, whoa, you know, this is different. Uh, so I grab that one and I decide that that's the one I'm going to get. And I actually think I'm going to keep this because it would be really useful for us to have more glasses cases available to us. And it's really not that expensive. It's only eight ninety nine. So, um, so I think I'm going to hang on to this. And then she actually throws in a little cleaning cloth. And so that's perfect because it's a little big. So the cleaning cloth will like fill up more space and make sure they don't rattle around too much. Um, but I actually think that this was a really good buy for me. Now keeping time and keeping time too, which is the store that's, it's like a storefront that's connected, but it's like they were had keeping time and then they decided to open up in the, the storefront right next door as well. And so they've got keeping time too, but they could have just knocked down their wall and just had it all be one store. Cause they're in the same place. It's not usually when you have one and two, it's because you opened up a second store in another location. Um, but these people are clearly like not super great business people and may not have figured that out on their own. They've looked like they've been in business forever. They've got their back cases are sort of stacked with junk that is just like overflowing. The front cases are fairly clean and, and neat, but it's a real kind of mom and pop store feel. It's all mainly watches and clocks. And I'm actually pretty excited to buy a clock until I see that there are no returns. And then I think, well, I better figure something else out. But everything in the store is really expensive. And so I'm not quite sure what to do about this. I look at the watches, but I don't really like them. And there are a couple that are only $25, but this still seems like too much money to me um, to just buy blow on something I don't really like. They've got some flasks and Keith always said he wanted a flask. God knows why, but he does. Um, but he actually has his dad's one now. Um, although he, it didn't have a top and so he had to like buy a cork that would fit in it. But I think he did that. I think he's all set there. Besides flasks are pretty pricey. Apparently like $45 and up. So then, um, I'm looking at some of the clocks and they're all 45 bucks and up except for the sports ones, which are on sale and they're $25. I don't want a sports clock. They've got these really cool, you know, those, um, those cat clocks where the eyes move back and forth. It might even be Felix the cat. I'm not 100% sure though. Um, they're really nice, but I ask for the price on those and those start at $69. So that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, I'm kind of, I would be circling if there was room to circle in here. It's just me and the sales guy who I honestly think that I recognize from another store as I'm looking around, actually someone uh, like a UPS person comes in and they're chatting and he mentions that he now works at another store in the mall. And I think that I may have seen him there, uh, but he doesn't seem to recognize me, which is good. Um, I go, you know, sort of a last resort up to the front counters, which have some silver jewelry in them. And again, everything is $25 and up. Even these kind of ugly rings are, are pretty expensive. And, uh, I'm just really at a loss. I'm thinking I might have to come back. And then I spot these birthstone earrings that I actually saw at the just silver store, which was also on the third floor home of crappy stores. And I decide that, um, that may be the way I have to go here. So I ask him how much they are. I feel kind of dopey at this point because I've been in the store for so long and it's such a dumb store. And how could I possibly be this tormented by 
what they have in there. I mean, it's starting to feel suspicious to me. So, um, I ask him how much the birthstone earrings are and they're $9.99 a pair. So I think I've found my product and I get a pair of aquamarine studs, which I really, really actually don't want. Um, but that's my birthstone. And so that's what I get. Um, pair of aquamarine birthstone earrings. And then he, um, he gives them to me in this little plastic bag, like a Ziploc bag. And then I ask him for a shopping bag and he gives me a shopping bag and it doesn't even have their name on it. So, you know, all this stress and buying something I don't want for a shopping bag with no name, that kind of pisses me off. Now, after hours formal wear, I remember from doing, um, the next aisle over on the third floor because I got to the model car store and went around the corner and saw the after hours formal wear, but realized that I didn't have to go to it then. So here I am. Um, it's where you rent or buy tuxes and, uh, I figure I'll just go in and look for some accessories, uh, once I figure out whether things are returnable or not. It's a very intimate, small store again. And so this woman who works there, you know, um, is right on me as soon as I come in asking me what I'm looking for, which I don't have a good answer to, but I just say, um, that I'm, I'm looking to see what kinds of accessories they have, which is, is actually true. That's exactly what I'm doing. They have a pair of white gloves, which uh, you know, I guess are like formal wear for men. You know, if you wear a black tuxedo, um, they're kind of dumb though. And so if I'm going to get stuck with them, since I don't know what their policy is, uh, I, you know, I'd rather not. So I actually end up quickly deciding to pick up, um, one of these throwaway cameras that you would put like, you know, on a table at a wedding and that's only $9.99. So I, um, I pick that up and I bring it up to the register and she seems surprised by my choice, but, um, but whatever, you know, she can just, you know, ring it up and keep her mouth shut. Then I see that it is actually a 30 day return policy. So I can actually return this camera, um, next time I come to. I'm feeling kind of bored by this whole shopping trip. Like really nothing exciting, um, has happened. Well, no, that's not true. The lava lamp was exciting, but I guess I'm, you know, maybe I'm kind of winding down or maybe it's just that it's the third floor and this is like the bogus, like nosebleed. You don't want to shop here kind of place except for Steve Madden shoes, which clearly should be on the second floor. And I don't know what they're waiting for. They should get down there immediately. Although I guess they are right by the food court. And so that could actually be bringing them, um, you know, some attention and some business there. Uh, but I just feel like they could do so much better. Um, I decided to take a bathroom break and, um, walk down past the food court and the bathroom is a, a mess, which is unusual here. There's somebody freaking out in there saying, none of them will flush. None of them will flush. And I assume she works here and she's upset because the automatic flushers aren't working. Uh, but to me, this is not cause for hysteria necessarily, since there is a button you can push to still flush the toilet, unless people are too lazy and dumb to actually partake of this button, in which case you would have a really nasty situation. I try to avoid that whole scene and just quickly dart into the first clean, uh, bathroom that I come across. And, uh, I, you know, um, you know, use the bathroom and, uh, wash my hands and, and, uh, come out and it, the, the food court is packed. You know, it, it went from being morning time to being lunchtime, you know, in the blink of an eye, when I came up here to go to the dinosaur museum, there was nobody sitting around here and now you couldn't even get a table. Anyway, I, I'm onto the other side of the, um, the aisle and because of the food court, there's actually only two more stores to go to. Uh, the first one is Toy Corner. 
they have tons of Superman stuff. It must be because that new Superman movie is coming out with that new guy, you know, the, um, that they hired because he looks a lot like Christopher Reeve in the first movie. So they've got a lot of that stuff. And I don't know, the kids aren't way into Superman. They're more Batman kids. So I head back towards what looks like the um, the, the superhero section. And I, I come across this whole Batman section. And Evan probably has every Batman action figure known to mankind, basically because his Nana... Um, loves to buy him presents and she knows he loves Batman. And so uh, he periodically gets these uh, packages in the mail with more of them. And his Batman collection is the talk of his preschool. He has kids come over for play dates and they're like, I heard about your Batmans. And they go down and they just like, they they consume them. They inhale them almost. They're so excited by them. Uh, so I'm not going to get an action figure because then I would feel compelled to give it to him. And um, I'm not sure that he needs any more of those things, but they have a really cool Batman backpack and it's like, it's really dark and kind of um, uh, like a sort of mystery film noir type, uh, look. And, um, in Batman's kind of like crouching down, like he's about to take off, you know, somewhere to like go fight evil. I, I just think it's really cool. And I couldn't really give this to Evan because actually at his school, you're not allowed to wear t-shirts or have stuff which has, um, a TV characters on them. And I'm sure that this will end once he goes into first grade at, at his, you know, local public school, but for his little Montessori school, they, they discourage that. And so it's really, I'm really just buying it for me. Cause I just think it's like one of the cooler Batman things I've seen. So I grab that and I head um, up to the counter and there's some people in front of me. So while they're checking out, I look at the display case under the counter and they've got something called an eye dog and it, I can't quite figure it out but it looks like it has to do with iPods and it does look like an iPod there's a white one or a black one and uh, so when I get up to the front I ask her to to um, show me what they do and you can plug your iPod into this thing and it acts as a speaker for it and it dances to the music while it plays the music and it has these little lights that play on its forehead and and um, I say well do you have one of these you could show me in action and she has one but the batteries ran out so she gets her screwdriver out and she replaces the batteries and she doesn't have an iPod to hook into it I kind of wish I had mine um, there but she gets it going and she touches its tail. And every time she touches its tail, it gets mad and its lights flash and it barks at her. And she says, it doesn't like it when you touch its tail. And I think, well, Jesus Christ, I have to own this even for a short time. I'm sure the sound quality is terrible, but the things that people think up, it's incredible. So I decide not only to get the Batman backpack, backpack, but also to get an eye dog. Um, and I kind of wish I could get it out and play it and play my iPod on it and really see it in action. But it's looks like it's in there pretty tight. So I'm not sure that that's going to be possible. My last store today is Petters. I'm not really sure what it is, except that it's really, really big. And it has signs in the window which say, we have overstocks here. So they've got all kinds of like luggage in the window. And then they've got all these clothes. And then they've got all these shoes. And then they've got all this crap. It's kind of like a 99 cent store, slightly glorified. It's like um, when they have too many of anything, they send them here. It's, it's pretty junky. So I don't get too into the clothes and stuff like that. Um, but I wander back into their 99 cent part 
And, um, I figure, well, I'll buy a bunch of those little gift bags and, um, for 99 cents, cause they cost like three or four bucks in the store. And then I'll have them ready for presents when it's time to give out presents. Um, but all the ones they have are super long that you really, the more useful ones are shorter, but they don't have anything like that. So I'm feeling a little bit down on that whole idea. And then I see that they've got, um, huge packages of tissue paper and I'm going to need a whole bunch of tissue paper for my next installation. And I was planning on going to Target and buying a whole bunch there, but I think that it would be much cheaper to just buy a whole bunch here. So I pick up about six packs of this white tissue paper and, uh, this is going to cost me about six bucks. So I'm very, very happy. Now I make my way up to the counter and as I'm about to check out, I see this funny thing that looks different from anything else in the store. It's got kind of nice design and it's, it's this little red bag and it comes in this cube that is, um, it's like a box that's designed especially for it. It's a cube. It's sort of, um, it's like satin finish, but it's transparent kind of, so you can see into it, but it's not super clear. And, um, and it's called a love bag and it's by room interior products. And, um, they have some samples there out of the box and it, this little red bag has a big smiley face on it and you squeeze the bag and it says things to you it says one of three things. It says, I love you, or you're gorgeous, or it whistles at you. This somehow seems like I am so glad that someone made this. I mean, it's kind of cheap. It's kind of junky. The voice could be better. It could be funnier. There's a million things, but I just think this is hysterical. And it only costs $1.99. And I'm sorry, but this might actually be the best value of anything that I have bought in the mall in all 200 and however many stores I have now been in. So this, this is um, my prize possession at the moment. I throw that in and my total still with tax only comes to $8.45. Now that is value. So, um, I'm done for the day. Uh, I'm, I come out of Petters and I see someone with a, another Victoria's secret sale bag. And I'm reminded that it, you know, my little panic attack, notwithstanding, I really do need to get to Victoria's secret soon. Um, and, and buy some underwear there. Uh, and I'll just have to do it on a day when, um, I'm feeling a little less loaded down. This lava lamp is really dragging me down. I head down to the first floor and head back, um, towards the East entrance and they're having, a, an event in at the East entrance courtyard and there's people lined up and there's a huge twins baseball shirt in back of this stage where there's a table and people are coming up to the table and clearly getting autographs. And so I wander up to the front and look at the sign and the sign says that for charity, all of these members of the 1965 Dodgers and twins teams are signing autographs for $5 donations. So, uh, that's kind of cool. It's amazing how many people are here to, um, see it. So since I've walked around, I now scoot around the other side to head out to the entrance. And I noticed that Suncoast Motion Picture Company is almost completely closed down. So, uh, it's no longer selling off all its stock. They have cleared out almost all of the fixtures. The last one looks like it's going out. And then there's this lonely, decrepit cash register in pieces, unplugged and, um, and useless on the ground right by the door. And, uh, this looks like it's last gasp, uh, before it goes out of business. Then comes my real shock because I look to the right of it and I notice that the store next to it is boarded up. And that is the, 
um, beanbag store where the beanbags, like that you took the beanbag covers off and they turned into beds, like a totally and completely impractical idea that someone came up with that's really dumb and the beds looked really uncomfortable. And I got scared off of buying anything there because I didn't know what to do. So I panicked and I just left and I've been putting off going back there to buy like a cover for one or something. And I guess that I'm off the hook now, uh, because that, that place, um, whatever it was called, I can't remember now is no more. So I guess that is the fate of some of these enterprises in the mall of America. You know, you think that it's just this like, place where everyone spends all this money, but you know, some places just don't make it. And, um, you know, that's what happened to that place, Minneapolis that was up on the third floor and it closed down since I started this project, it closed down. Um, but I hadn't made it there yet. And, um, I actually think it's up on the third floor on the North side. So I don't know where it was exactly. But it's a, it was a place where you could go and you could rent a space to take a nap. And it was, it was something like 70 cents a minute or something like that. And, um, I thought it was a really retarded idea. Uh, and apparently most other people did too, but it was all over the news when it shut down because it was such a crazy thing that it existed there. And I have to say, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't make it there before it shut down. I think that that would have been a great thing to do to go and, and take a nap, even though it's kind of pricey, but I did hear that the guy is going to open up a second Minneapolis near uptown in Minneapolis. And he thinks that he'll get more regular clientele there and then it'll be more of a hit. Now I feel that maybe he's wrong. Um, that maybe there's not a huge market for buying naps, but you know, go figure, uh, the guy may turn out to be a millionaire any day now. In any case, um, I'm done for today and, uh, and I am going to go back to my gloriously close parking spot.